Welcome to the Prince Daniels Jr. Show. I created this podcast because I understand that we are all spiritual beings having a human experience on a journey to learn more, discover a deeper, more meaningful purpose in our lives, our why. I will be interviewing some of the most accomplished individuals in the world that have achieved a high level of success and have learned how to maintain it. I will also be sharing my stories and insight as part of my more than 10-year relationship with a monastery as a former NFL running back, thought leader, and author. And so now, let's elevate together. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prince Daniels Jr. Show. I am here with an incredible individual. Um, I personally had a chance to get to know him after his football career, but um, I wish I would have had a chance to know him during his football career. I think we had a chance to play against each other when he played for the Saints and I played for the Ravens, but um, we never had a chance to cross paths uh, officially. So now that we have had a, cross, had a chance to cross paths, I want to welcome you guys, um, Mr. Lance Moore. Lance, how you doing today, brother? Doing great, man. Staying, staying busy and, uh, you know, obviously working toward a better future, hopefully. And shoot, man, you know, I'm, 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 we're blessed. You know, we're blessed to be in the position we're in. And um, we are fortunate to not have to deal with a lot of the drama um, that's going on around us, um, mostly because we stay to ourselves and we stay out of the way. Right. But yeah, man, I agree, man. Like, uh, awesome to be here. I appreciate you having me, and let's have some fun. Man, that's awesome, man. That's cool. That's cool. So, um, d- just go ahead and jump right into it and get started, man. Where are you from? And tell me, tell our audience a little bit about um, where you grew up. Yeah, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, grew up on the east side in the city. Um, you know, as a as a young kid, um, my father was a karate teacher. Still is to this day. Um, has a dojo in, in uh, Whitehall, Ohio, which is a small suburb of Columbus. Um, and, you know, we were in the dojo. So uh, when we talk spiritual things, um, you know, that, that was a part of my upbringing. Um, you know, obviously I know you're big on mindfulness and meditation. Uh, meditation was something that we did every day in the dojo. Um, sometimes it would be at the beginning of the class, Sometimes it would be at the very end of the class to calm down, to, to get your mind in the right place uh, to kind of go on with the rest of your day. Uh, but that is, is something that as, you know, a three, four, five-year-old kid, I was already doing. And I, I would say that I, I haven't meditated as much in adulthood as I did when I was a kid, but I, I do uh, realize and understand the benefit um, and you know, some, some people are, are more religious, spiritual. Some people are just spiritual, spiritual. And I, I would say I'm kind of in the middle of that spectrum. Um, I would probably say maybe a little more just spiritual, spiritual. Um, but, but it's, uh, it's something that's, that's been important to me. And, and, um, you know, some people don't have the ability to, to separate emotion from spirituality. Um, and they react without a conscience. And they are they are people that that are passionate um, and and sometimes can lead to bad decisions. And I feel like I, I in adulthood for sure have a better grasp of being able to separate my emotion and spirituality um, to to make 
more informed and better educated guesses and decisions on how I move about my day to day. Nice, man. Nice. You know, um, you, you talked about spirituality and like you just jumped right into it and that was awesome. So yeah. I do have some questions for you about that later on, but man, first I want to start off by saying coffee, tea, or water. Which one do you prefer? Water. Uh, I'm, I'm a big self-starter. Um, I, I can't say that I don't understand people who wake up and the first thing they need is their coffee. I, I get it. Um, we're all different. We're all wired differently. We're all motivated by different things. Right. Um, but I've always been a guy that once I'm up, I'm up and I'm ready to go. And I'm, and I'm already into like the plan of what I've had for the day because I started that before I go to bed. When I wind down, I already have a plan. This is when I'm going to wake up. This is what I'm going to be doing right when I wake up. And these are the steps that I'm going to take to get through my day. Um, and I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like I, I'm not a big energy drink guy. I don't really drink any Red Bull or anything like that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'll enjoy a, 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 some sweet tea from time to time. But, but as far as like the morning routine, um, I'm up and I'm, I'm ready to go and, and you know, I, I understand that that's not normal. I understand that most adults have a routine that includes some sort of caffeine or something to get them going. Um, but I'm, I just, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to not have ever, you know, really needed to rely on anything like that. You just have that natural energy. I guess, I guess. And it's funny because it, it doesn't really matter what time I go to bed. It doesn't really matter what was going on the night before. If I've got to be up, I'll be up. And, and yeah. it's funny because during, quarantine, I've gotten into this new routine of making sure that I'm getting some sort of a run in each and every day, like road runs. I was never, you know, you're a ball player. We don't do a whole lot of road runs, right? We, we condition on the field. We condition on the track. We condition in our individual type drills, but we don't, we're not running miles and miles and miles. So interesting enough for me was once my uh, kids started school, um, my five-year-old is in virtual learning, you know, TK, pre-K, and then my three-year-old just started preschool. Um, so somebody's got to teach them. And my wife is working three to four days a week. So I've got to be home, you know, to take my three-year-old to school by 845 and then be ready for nine o'clock uh, virtual learning for, for my, my, uh, my five-year-old. So I'm up at five, five o'clock, 515 every morning because I'm like, I'm going to get this run. I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to come back. I'm going to shower, grab something quick to eat. And then my day starts. So it's like, I, I started thinking about it, like, dang, do I really want to wake up at 5.15? But then I was like, yeah, I, I do, because I want to make sure that that's done before I do the rest of my routine for the day. And I'm not a very motivated afternoon or evening workout person. Never been. We never really had to do it in football unless we played a night primetime game. And even then, it was like, dang, we got to wait all day this night game and it's like it's the worst so I'm, I'm i'm you know one of those early guys and and my routine is, is has changed because of their schooling but really just making sure i get the workout and then being home to spend the time with them that's to me that's what's most important nice bro nice so would you say that getting up in the morning at 5 15 and going to go work out does that keep you grounded what keeps you grounded um throughout your routine or maintaining that routine um, yeah, I mean, I think it's that. And I also think it's, I, I want to be the best presentation of myself, right? Not just for me, but for my family and the people that rely on me. Um, and I think that's a big part of it. Y your physical health is, is 
obviously just as, as important as your mental health. I mean, you, you got to make sure that those things are on point or else you're not going to be around for long to be able to make sure that everybody's okay. So obviously the physical side is the getting up, the working out, and the mental side is the impact that me getting up and getting things going has on me moving forward throughout the day. So yeah, yeah I absolutely think it's, it's important. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So Lance, I see you as a, a very successful person. And um, just from the moment I saw you, just the way you carry yourself and you know, just knowing who you are and your background. But, uh, and I know a lot of other people see you as successful, but I want them to see you as, I want them to see you just as much as I see you successful, man. So my question is, what has become your definition of success for your life? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I, I think it starts with impact. Um, and it's, it's not necessarily impacting in your pockets and financially. It's impacting how you um, touch those and impact those around you. Are you leaving a lasting impression on them? And is that lasting impression that you're leaving on them good? For me, that's what's most important. I don't have a nine-to-five job. I have several little jobs that I work throughout the football season and then other things I work on project-wise. Um, but I don't attach success necessarily to any one of those things. I want to be able to juggle a bunch of different hats and be good at all of them. Um, but I think at the end of the day, the impact that you have on people is, for me, is, is, is the most important part of success. I want people to talk to me and then feel good after. I want people to talk to me and then talk to other people about me. Man, this is a good guy. You know, this is, I never imagined that you would be like this. And, and I think that started... Um, honestly, with my high school coach um, and, and, and also my longtime wide receiver coach in New Orleans, who he put it to me bluntly, this life isn't all about you, right? I mean, a lot of times people get caught up in me, 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 and all the, you know, all the stuff that I need to be doing. Um, it's, it's about the, the things that you can do for the people around you. And it's not always a donation or a financial thing, but it's, it's lending a hand when it's necessary. It's lending an ear when necessary. And, and I feel like I do the best job that I can of it, but, but I, I feel like that's it. That's what I think is most important uh, when it comes to success, for sure. Nice. How have you been able to maintain that level of success? Um, again, I think it goes back to the same thing my receiver coach said. It's not all about me, right? Mm -hmm. what, what can I do to help people? What am, I, am I doing enough to help those around me? Am I doing enough to help those that I can help? Um, and I, I think that it's a, it's a daily thing. You know, if, if you got a buddy that's got a podcast and he's like, Hey, I need you. I got you. Right. This right. isn't, this isn't, I'm, you know, I'm not <sighs> sacrificing anything to come on, on the show. Right. Um, but I realize that if I can lend something to people, um, you know, they'll appreciate it. And in turn that, that makes me feel good. It makes me want to do it more. Wow. Uh, so I was going to say, that's where that desire and that drive comes from. For sure. Just, just to, I, like for me, the goal is to be the best possible version of myself. And it's, it's, it's in everything, right? Every aspect. I want to be the best husband, the best father, the best runner. Um, I want to donate my time and, and energy to people that deserve it for sure. Um, right. And it's, it's just about being an all around good person. You know, I, 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 I always kind of fall back on that because I think it's, it's super important. We obviously all come from different places and backgrounds and, and um, you know, it, it's not hard to be a good person. Um, I think it's hard to, to 
always be a good person, right? I mean, there's challenges that we all face, but um, it's a lot harder to be the opposite, in my, in my opinion. It's not hard to, and it starts with simple things, speaking to people all over the place. It's harder now that we're wearing masks, but I tell the kids that I train, high school kids all the time, speak to people. Speak to them when you see them. Tell them hello. Ask them how they're doing. You see somebody coming out of the door and they're holding something. Open the door for them. Just simple little gestures that mean a lot, that don't always get attention, but just it go along with being a good person and creating good habits. Right. It goes a long way. That's the saying, uh, do it light, do it right. Do it wrong, do it long. You know, and I and I, I I like that saying, but I also think that it's easy to do the wrong thing, but it's hard to do the right thing yep. all the time. Yep. So you hit on you touched on that. So that was awesome. So do you think that we are spiritual beings having a human experience, or are we humans having a a, a spiritual experience? I, I think uh, a combination of the two. Okay. I actually, I think because certain people don't acknowledge spirituality, then, then um, I would say they, they are human beings um, experiencing somewhat spiritual, uh, but I also think that we are spiritual beings experiencing human experience. And I guess it's kind of hard to put in words how I want to articulate it. Um, but I think a lot of times the, the spirituality thing gets confused with religion um, and I, I think they can go hand in hand, but they don't always have to go hand in hand. Um, but I, I think everybody is unique. Um, and, and I don't know that there's one way to really answer that question. Um, like I said, I, I feel like I'm kind of in the middle, but maybe leaning a little more spiritual because I'm not a super religious person. I believe in um, a superior being and that's God. I believe in God. Um, but I'm not a, um, by any means, I, am I a, a Bible thumper or I'm um, waking up every day reading the scripture and saying, this is how I have to be. You know, I, I, I don't necessarily think that's my, for me, you know, but, but if it's for somebody else, then that's, that's totally okay. Um, but I do, do acknowledge that there is a higher power and there we are where we are for a particular reason, whether we know that or not. And uh, I usually sleep well at night. Uh, understanding and knowing that now we'll, we'll see what happens in the next couple of hours and i'll tell you if i if i still believe that but uh <laughs> no i'm kidding but I, yeah. I i definitely uh acknowledge that that uh we are in my opinion we're, we're spiritual beings nice man so you, you said that you live by by principles all right 100 that's awesome man that's awesome so what does spirituality mean to you um I would say, I, I mean, I, I keep going back to it, but realizing that it's not all about us, that there's a bigger picture, that there's a lot going on that um, doesn't necessarily um, happen because we want it to or don't want it to. Um, you know, there's things that happen because they're supposed to, um, not because we want them or don't want them to. And um, yeah, I mean, I, in the most simplest terms, I guess, um, that we are just part of the bigger picture. And, and um, you know, the, everything has a reason and, and everything happens for a particular reason. Awesome, man. So you mentioned bigger than you. You know, can you describe a moment in your life when you knew that there was something out there that was bigger than you? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of one specific moment um 
had so many big moments in your life, man. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I just, I, I mean, I think it's just, even just to break it down in the, in the, you know, the X's and O's jock talk, um, just, just realizing or playing on a team sport and you are just one piece of this well-oiled machine and all the moving parts have to work in unison in order for there to be a success for the whole. That to me is what that, what it is, is all about. Um, you know, it's, it's in karate, it's different, right? It's an individual sport. You train in a class, but when you compete, you're competing by yourself. So it's, it would have been easy for a kid as young as I was competing when I was three years old to think that since I had success in karate, that it was all about me. And that when I was going to go play football or basketball, that I was going to be the best player and it's going to be all about me. But um, I feel like I had enough awareness to realize that, no, this isn't just all about me. This is about the team. And this is about, you know, the, the, um, the combination of all the parts coming together to, to accomplish something that's bigger than just what one guy can do, um, you know, the synergy that's involved in, in team. Um, I think that was probably the, the first time, and, I, and it probably wasn't when I was, you know, eight, nine years old playing peewee basketball, but definitely in high school when you realize like, dang, you know, I'm just one, I'm just one piece of this whole mechanism that's got to run smoothly together in order for us to have success as a group. Um, but yeah, for sure. I mean, I, in the most simplest way, you know, jock turn, that's, that would have been it for me, for sure. Wow. Did you win the Super Bowl when you were with uh, the Saints? Yeah, yep, 2009. 2009. Who that? Who that? Um, how was how that feeling? Oh, man, I, like, it gives me goosebumps that you're just talking about it. Because Can you it's, describe it's, it a little bit? That is, that is the pinnacle of our sport. Um, you know, when you first watch football on TV, when you first pick up a football in the backyard, when you first start p- putting a helmet on, that's what you dream about is, is not just to get there, but to win it and to say you're a Super Bowl champion and to have a Super Bowl ring. Um, it, it, it is literally to get to the game is awesome. The work that you have to do leading up to that, you know, that two week span from the championship games to the Super Bowl is a lot, um, a lot more than any other regular season or playoff game because there's two weeks in between um the media availability and all the stuff that you have to do with with that i tell people all the time the work that leads up to the super bowl if you lose almost makes it not worth it obviously i didn't lose but just having gone through it if we lost that game i would have looked back and been like i would have rather just not gone to the super bowl um so to get there every single play felt like like it was the game-winning play, just the energy and the enthusiasm throughout the crowd, the nervous little bit energy on the sidelines that leads into the, the I guess, the electric energy that ends up being, you know, exerted on the field. And then, obviously, in our situation, we were ahead late in the game. Peyton Manning throws a pick. Tracy Porter runs it back for a touchdown. We're up two scores with, you know, less than a minute to go. We know we're going to win. And that was just like, it, it, it was started with shock, like, oh, my gosh, like, we're, we're really going to do this. Because you think leading up, you're going to win, right? You don't go into a game thinking you're going to lose. So for us, it was like, we're going to beat the Colts. We're going to beat the Colts. Nobody else outside the building thought we were going to beat the Colts. But we thought we were. But then when it actually happens, it's like, oh, shoot, we really just did that. And so that, that became just like a tingly, a physically tingly feel throughout your body. And then it's just like, 
Like, oh my gosh, now what? Like, I want to celebrate. I want to find my family. I want to make sure that everybody gets a piece of this action, you know, directly after this game to really be able to feel it and live with that experience forever. So for us, it was, man, it was, I mean, my mom was bagging up confetti. Like, it it was crazy, man. But it's one of those things that, obviously, my kids weren't alive then, but it's something that I'll be able to show them um, on YouTube probably and then speak to them about and show them the Super Bowl ring because, now I'm just dad. But at some point, I'll be like, you know, I'll hopefully they'll be like, this is my dad. He won a Super Bowl, you know, back in the day. You know, that 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 to me is pretty cool and, and a whole nother level of awesome for that experience. Man, that is awesome. I, I was feeling it right now. I got goosebumps myself. Man. <laughs> like, let's go play. <laughs> What's up, Lance? Let's go play, baby. <laughs> Real. Man, so what do you want for yourself and your family in 10 years? Uh, I, I think it starts with health. Um, you know, it's, it's not a material thing. I, I just, I just want everybody to be healthy. I always tell people like, you know, we jumped on just now. How's everybody doing? I'm like, we're healthy and happy. I mean, that's, that's my first goal, right? Make sure everybody's healthy, make sure everybody's happy. Um, you know, and, and for me and, and my wife, Casey, it's about um, growing them, teaching them, developing good habits with them. Cause I'm, I, I felt like I spent 30 years of my life in sports. And that chapter is behind me. And I always, even when I was playing, I always wanted a family. So now it's like I'm dedicated to uh, trying to bring out the best in my entire family. And, you know, I'm, I'm obviously proud now, but I, I want to continue to build and grow. And, um, you know, I, I'm not sure what we'll be doing or where we will be doing it. But, but I know that um, her and I will do the best that we can to, um, grow young, strong minds, and um, just great young people. That's for me. That's the biggest goal for ten years from now. Nice man. You you, you mentioned your wife, so I want to give a shout out to a shout out to Casey. Uh, um, and you, you mentioned you had kids. How many kids do you have? We have three. Uh, yeah. Grayley is five. Nola is three, and Marino is one. So we. Nice. <laughs> we. My wife is the ultimate planner. Uh, so we plan them out to have them two years apart um and it's awesome man i like you know i i always wanted boys had the first girl and was in love right away um and once we were pregnant with our second daughter i was okay with it i was i was i was like okay you know we've got one i i couldn't imagine my life without her i'm I'm good with another one so the pressure was on for number three and uh somebody was looking out for me and i got my boy and um, I just think it's, you know, we're, we're a complete family now and, you know, learning and loving and growing every day. Nice. What'd you do different? Did you, did you work out more? You take something? Or? Nah, man, I just prayed. <laughs> <laughs> really? Like, like it was, uh, it's funny because we had always talked about having three, you know, two to four kids, but three was kind of our number. We were in the middle. She wanted four. I would have been okay with two. Um, but I wanted a boy. And once we had two girls, she's like, all right, you want three, the pressure's on. And it, and, you know, it's always the men who determine the sex. So now I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta get this one right. You know, cause I don't, I didn't want to have four kids and, and um, not that we couldn't, but I just, I felt like three was the perfect number. You, you know, you can um, be a one car family and you know, all these different things that, that go with that. And I come from a family of, of just the two kids that, you know, my brother and I that lived in our home. Um, and she comes from four. So I feel like the three is just right there in the middle and, and, and perfect. That's the average. That's awesome, man. If you could give yourself one gift, 
what would you give yourself? Would it be time, a lunch with a loved one, uh, alive or deceased, uh, or do you already have everything that you need? Um, I mean, personally, I feel like I have most of the things that I need. Um, I would say, you know, I, I've, for some reason, especially during COVID, I've, I've lost several people, not to COVID, um, but I think an opportunity um, to not necessarily say goodbye to a lot of the people that I've lost, but another opportunity to communicate. Um, you know, obviously you don't know when somebody dies suddenly, um, but I've lost enough friends and family that it's like, dang, life is short and you don't want to take any moment for granted um, because you never know when the last one will be for sure. So and it's not anybody specific, um, but I, but I have like in this time done a lot more reflecting of just how precious this life truly is and, and how we, you know, once it's over, we don't get it back. So, um, yeah, I, I would, I would say just an opportunity to, to communicate again, you know, and not, mm. not the, not the sad, you know, goodbyes. I, I, you know, I'm good on that, but, um, you know, not, not taking any moment for granted for sure. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Well, you have inspired so many people with your story today, and I really do appreciate that, man. And since we're coming to a close, um, can you share with our subscribers how they can stay connected with you? Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm on all social media, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at LanceMore16. Um, my wife, I believe she's at Casey.Moore underscore. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. It's on my page. Um, but uh, shoot, man, we got a lot of stuff going on. We started, I should say, she started an organizing business. Um, so she does home organizing. Um, we got products that we're getting ready to sell on Amazon um, under the more organized brand name, of course, with two O's. Um, you know, we stay, we stay fairly busy. We, we are very active in social media. My wife also does influencing on social media for different products and brands. Um, she's killing it. I, I'm kind of just being dad and, um, you know, doing school over here and she's the one that's out grinding and, but that's her mentality. That's how she's always been and, and has not really been able to do that the last five years because she's been pregnant and or mommy to baby. So, um, it's kind of been an interesting kind of switch and dynamic for us, but we make it work. We communicate about it and, uh, you know, we're happy with, with what we're doing and where we're going. So. Um, check us out and, and stay tuned for more from us. Nice. I, I, see, I, I see how you're doing the more for us. Yes, sir. <laughs> nice, yes, sir. Nice, nice. Um, any parting words, anything, any last words you want to say, you want to leave our audience with some positive? Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 during early in quarantine, I was doing kind of like motivational things on my Instagram um, and just, you know, little snippets, minute long snippets, just talking about different challenges that people might be going through. Um, and I just, I, I think that, that maintaining a positive attitude is important. Um, and a realistic positive attitude, I think that is, is, is more important. Um, but whatever you're going through, um, there's people who love you. Um, there's people that you can go to, to, uh, get help, to get information. Um, and this tough time won't last forever, right? We're going to get through it and things will get better. It may take time. It probably will take time. Um, but 
you know, you doing your part by being a good person and, um, you know, I would say encouraging others to do the same will go a long way. And I uh, just wish everybody the best, you know, head up, keep working and uh, good things are, are bound to happen for us. I mean, it's beautiful, man. Look, Lance, I appreciate you. I thank you for your time. I know you're a busy person, but man, uh, I can't thank you enough. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Man, keep doing what you're doing. Keep making a difference and keep being that positive force, man, because everyone is is following you, watching you, and you're leading by example. And that's the best teacher in the world. So, folks, you have it today. D. Lance Moore is just leaving you, um, leaving you with some of his wisdom and imparting words, making sure that you will always find that that that, that inner strength and that and and that desire inside of you to keep continue to keep pushing forward in life. So, Lance, I thank you so much for your time, man. Hope that you have a good one, and I look to speak to you soon, brother. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, bro. All right, man. Have a good one, you guys. Peace.